This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome. You're listening to The Mindful Experiment. As each week, I bring to you someone who can uh, share their expertise to help level up in the mind and so much more. And this week, I had the honor of interviewing Jody Sternoff-Cohen, who is the best-selling author, award-winning journalist, and nutritional practitioner. Uh, tell you a little bit about her. She is the founder of Vibrant Blue Oils, where she has combined her training in nutritional therapy and aromatherapy to create unique propriety blends of organic and wildcrafted essential oils. Her upcoming book, Essential Oils to Heal the Brain and Boost the Body, Five Steps to Calm Anxiety, Sleep Better, Reduce Inflammation, and Regain Control of Health, will introduce readers to the five necessary steps to reduce stressors, energy drains, and return the brain to optimal function. We dove deep into this. We talked about different essential oils, her favorites, what does she use to calm, and all the different things that people are going through to today's world. How can we use other things like essential oils to help in that process to reset, recalm, and so much more? It was fun chatting with her as I got to go ahead and pick some information back in my brain of what I remember when I studied essential oils about 15 years ago. I understood, I studied the, the vibrational frequencies of essential oils. 
and then the neurology of the essential oils and how they work, how they influence brain and shift t- tone and all these different things. So this was a great interview. I highly recommend sit back, relax, have a pen and paper. You're going to be writing some wonderful notes on how to shift your nervous system and how to shift the brain, help with stress and so much more. So no further ado, here is Joni Sternhoff Cohen. Jody, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you on. I've uh, I've used essential oils for a long, long time, and I've, I studied them for quite some time. And I know uh, we'll be able to have a really good combo and be able to share with others um, how to use them in, in, in so many ways. But before we get into all that good stuff, I always love to ask this question, as my listeners always know. How did you get into what you're doing today? What 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 in what were what was the things in life? Was it a straight narrow road where you're like, yep, that's where I'm going, that's what I'm doing? Or so far, everyone I've ever interviewed always has been, nope, it's been a bumpy road, like a, I call it the pinball effect, where this happened or this happened here, and then it kind of made me open up to go in this route and do this kind of a thing in my life. Yeah, my life was definitely meandering, but if you reverse engineer it, there are definitely um, some themes that kind of come out. And the primary themes, I um, I studied journalism, actually, in college and political science. And then <laughs> I went to the U.S. Senate where I would like plan hearings. And so I would I would be in charge of looking at all the research and kind of summarizing it and making it accessible. And, you know, and then I went on and got an MBA and and did other kind of work, but was always um, very curious about why things worked and how they worked. And my health didn't really become an issue. I actually got into nutrition through my second child. You know, I had this really easy first child, assumed I was a great mom, had another one 22 months later who was not easy. And I kept reading parenting books and trying parenting courses. And one day, fortunately, we were at a birthday party and a good friend commented on how well-behaved my son was um, being. And then another mom passed out um, a snack, cold fish crackers, and my kid jekyll hided and took off sprinting in the other direction. And once I brought him back, she said, wow, my brother was on Ritalin his whole life. And it turns out he was just allergic to weird foods. I've never seen him flip his switch like that after eating something. You should look at nutrition. We did. We uh, changed his diet and the next day we had a different kid. And I was so blown away because, you, you know, there there are certain things that are hard in life. I, I will say, I don't think anything is harder than the criticism and judgment and shame of feeling like you're a bad mom because your kid isn't showing up the way society wants them to. And to realize that it was so based on food um, just blew my mind. And so I went back and studied nutrition with the intention of helping other moms because I didn't want anyone to have to suffer the way I had suffered. And along the way, I learned this handy technique called muscle testing. I live in Seattle right near Bastyr. And it's just a super easy way to um, 80-20 supplements, like figure out even if you have a squirmy kid who won't sit still what what's the key issue and what is going to put them in balance. And that background came in super handy when um, my first rock bottom hit, which was uh, in 2012, my then husband, um, you know, I thought I just married this hilarious, fun guy. After our daughter was born, I realized he was bipolar. We had him on meds. We thought he was good. We had the second one. He kind of pivoted in the other direction. Suddenly I have two kids, a full-time job, lots of responsibilities and a 
partner who's getting more depressed by the day. And it finally, um, actually, there was an intervention. My friend said, he's going to die on your watch. Like, you can't do this. And so we moved him to a residential treatment facility. And the moment I knew he was safe and it wasn't my job to keep him alive, it was finally safe for my body to collapse. And so I basically um, stopped functioning. It It was like I had been deficit spending for a decade and it caught up with me. Uh, you know, my kids were five and seven at the time. So they would wake me up. I would make them breakfast, pack their lunch, help with homework, drive them to school, come back home, crawl into bed and set the alarm for pickup. And the irony is that I had been studying nutrition for a good three years at this point. So I knew, I knew it was my adrenal glands. I knew what should be helping. I was ingesting all the right supplements and foods and nothing was moving the needle. Uh, And very fortunately, prior to my collapse, um, I had helped a friend with a big fundraiser who was into oils. So she came by with a huge box of essential oils as my thank you gift. And as she was dropping them off, she said something that really caught my attention. She said, um, you know, you've been so high stress, which releases the stress hormone cortisol. The stress hormone cortisol um, really lets inflammation in the body go rampant. So it's entirely possible that your gut is just so inflamed that nothing you're ingesting is actually getting absorbed and assimilated. Oils, um, you know, can be inhaled and they go directly to the brain that way. They can be topically applied and they get into the bloodstream that way. Like this might be a good alternative. And that made sense. And I thought, well, you know, I, I certainly can try it. I have nothing to lose. So I knew my adrenal glands were what needed support. And I I knew there were kind of transdermal remedies that you could apply on the low back. So I muscle tested the box and uh, I kept getting the same five oils, which was confusing because normally I would only get one remedy. And then it occurred to me, oh, wait a minute, they're, they're liquid. I can combine them. So I shifted gears, grabbed a shot glass, you know, from my kitchen and uh, tested how many drops of each and just, you know, made my first blend, put it on my low back and felt like myself immediately. I, um, I have always been a runner. I used to run marathons. Normally when I'm feeling low, if I go for a run, I feel better. But in this situation, uh, climbing our stairs, we don't have a big, you know, two-story house going upstairs felt like a lot. So running five or six miles didn't even feel like an option, but I was like, wow, I'm, I'm going to go run. So I went for a run, came back, feel be- felt better, cleaned the whole house, did all the laundry, put it away, went to the supermarket, made their f- favorite meal, like all the things I couldn't do for the last two weeks. And I thought, well, that was super weird. I don't know why it worked, but I'm glad it did. I'm going to keep doing that. And uh, insomnia, it's not uncommon if you're feeling really anxious during the day to feel um, unable to fall asleep at night, your mind is racing. So that night when I was watching the clock trying to fall asleep, it occurred to me, oh, wait, I wonder wonder if I can do an oil for this. So I just kept making things up as I went. And when I started to feel better, my friends were intrigued. They're like, what are you doing? We want to know. So I, you know, would make them little remedies for them to test on themselves or on their clients. And it seemed to work across the board. And finally, there was a, uh, as part of this community called the Nutritional Therapy Association, and a conference was coming up. And at that time, it was $200 to be a vendor. You know, and I had a business background. I knew how to market things. So 
one of my friends said, you should go as a vendor. You should sell these oils. And I thought, well, you know, I'm sure someone's doing it. It seems very obvious to me. So I finally went online to research and I was incredibly surprised by two things. The first being that um, no one was really looking at oil blends, like through the lens of balancing physiology and organ systems. Most of the oil companies were selling singles and kind of, you know, sharing symptom uh, prevention blends. And, and it, was, it was pretty basic. And then the other thing that surprised me was uh, they made it seem really complicated, like I was almost grateful that I didn't start with research because I would have felt unqualified to make blends. So we, uh, you know, I, I had been kind of working with, I had 10 formulas at that point that was just balancing kind of the systems of my body. Um, so we put it together. We went to the event kind of, you know, like, let's just see if this, if people resonate with this. We sold out, we underprepared. We only brought like, I think a hundred kits because we were, thought there were going to be like 200 people in attendance. We sold out that first night. It was a three-day event and we sold out the first night. And I thought, okay, people get this. And it, everyone said to us, we, we like the idea of oils. We don't really get what they do, how they work, but it always seemed complicated. So we just avoided it, but you've made it really simple and accessible. So now we're in um, and that's how it got started. What a story. I love that. And there's so many things I can ask. Um, but with the, do you use muscle testing them with oils now? Um, I, yes, I used to. So I, part of the journey early on, I was kind of told everyone's different, you know, you have to do things differently. So in the early days I did really muscle test everyone. And I saw a lot of clients in person over time. I started to notice trends. Um, and this was really interesting, you know, having this company and, and befriending a lot of practitioners in the space, we talk about things a lot. And what we've come to realize, uh, so many people are under the mis, uh, mistaken identity that, or belief that they're really complicated, you know, that they have these genetic SNPs or um, their blood work says this, and they feel hopeless and in despair because they're complicated. No doctor understands. They have you know, a file folder of test results. And what I've come to realize is those are all data points. And at the end of the day, when you start talking to people and say like, let's pause the test results, you know, tell me, are you sleeping? Can you fall asleep easily? Can you stay asleep? If you wake up, what time do you wake up? Most of the people that have issues are not sleeping through the night. Let's talk about kind of stress. Do you feel anxious? Do you feel overwhelmed? Do you kind of have anxiety attacks? Do you, you know, do you feel like um, your stomach hurts and you're not digesting your food? Do you have these symptoms of pain? You know, all of these are indicative that um, your, your body, your physiology basically has kind of a domino cascades in terms of how it responds to stress. And it really has um, two gears, you know, there you're, operating system for your body is called your autonomic nervous system. It controls all of your automatic functions, your heart rate, your breathing, you know, where blood flow is allocated, what chemical messengers in the form of hormones and neurotransmitters are released. And depending on your level of safety, 
you know, if you're in danger, if the lion is chasing you or you're worried about your finances, your relationship, your health, all these thought-driven anticipatory stress things, you're going to release different chemicals. Your heart's going to beat faster. Your breathing is going to increase so that you can fight or flee. This is called the sympathetic branch of the nervous system. When you're safe and it's safe to eat, to detoxify, to turn on your immune system, to anti-inflame, that's called the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system. And what I've noticed is that almost everyone is stuck in sympathetic. And it's literally like being stuck in the wrong gear. Like imagine trying to bike up a very steep hill. We have lots of them in Seattle. In the highest gear, you're not going to get very far. If you downshift into low gear, it's so much easier. So most people are stuck in stress. And it's not about like taking things off your plate. It's about shifting your physiology so that you're better able to respond to it. And then the um, well, there are five things that I detail in the book. Uh, the third most common is this idea that um, the garbage, the cellular waste, the um, environmental toxins don't leave the body. They recirculate. So think of Sisyphus, right? He's pushing the rock up the hill. At the end of the day, the rock rolls back down. So he has to do it all over again. Your liver is the Sisyphus of the body. It's constantly pushing the toxins into the gallbladder, then the gut, then ideally they leave the body. If they get reabsorbed in the gut, he not only has today's garbage to process, he has yesterday's and it gets backlogged. And all of a sudden these toxins that aren't supposed to be in the body are in the body and the body does its best to kind of neutralize them. So the immune system attacks, you know, inflammation runs rampant. So until you can actually get the garbage out you're, you're really using energy that could be used, you know, for resilience, for joy, for happiness, to kind of clean up the backlog. And that gets into the other thing that I notice: energy. Most of these people um, get fatigued, you know, they wake up and they need coffee to function. Around four o'clock, they have a dip, they either need to take a nap, they need coffee again, or something caffeinated, or they need some sugar for, you know, quick energy. And then the fifth thing that's going on is the immune system is dysregulated. It's, you know, you want it to be Goldilocks, but it's either too hot, meaning it's responding to everything and you have autoimmunity and food intolerances, or it's too cold. It's not responding to anything. So all these problems are lurking under the surface and suddenly you have cancer and gosh, where'd that come from? So it's really these, these five things and you can muscle test, but what I really am trying to do is empower people empower people to understand, oh, that's what's going on. Oh yeah, I've got that. That's me. Oh, now that I understand what's happening, how do I fix it? Oh, wow. I could do it with oils and they're really affordable. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, what else can I do? That's, that's really what my hope is. I love that. How does oils, and I've, I've seen this uh, look um, when I was looking at some things where, how does oils play a role then, on, you know, being a chiropractor, I'm all about the nervous system and, and the brain yeah. and how uh, that plays a whole role on uh, improving health and whatnot. How does oils play a role on something like the, the vagus nerve? Yeah, that's a great question. So there was a New York neuroscientist by the name of Kevin Tracy, who was well, backing up the vagus nerve is the on off switch between sympathetic and parasympathetic. It is the information highway between the brain and the body, body and the brain, and innervates many of the organs in the body, most of the organs. So 
if you're looking at it, it connects the brain to the body. So it starts at the back of the neck brainstem splits winds around both sides behind the earlobe. If you're listening and you feel behind your earlobe, you're going to feel a bone. That's your mastoid bone. That is where the vagus nerve is both the thickest and the most accessible to the surface. It then winds through the throat, the heart, the lungs, the stomach, the liver, the gallbladder, the pancreas, the, um, large intestine and small intestine. And at any point where the vagus nerve touches a nerve you can stimulate it to activate the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system. This is why breathing techniques are so popular because deep, slow breathing, especially longer exhales, stimulate the vagus nerve, activate parasympathetic. This is why you feel better at the end of a yoga class because the twists and the turns and the breathing, you're activating parasympathetic. Jatice Karazian, who's kind of my one of my favorite researchers and clinicians, he used to recommend gagging yourself with a tongue depressor, gargling, you know, the throat muscles to activate the vagus nerve. Compliance was very limited. So I started playing with how can you use oils to stimulate this um, vagus nerve response and about stumbled upon some research from this New York neuroscientist named Kevin Tracy, who was actually um, surgically... implanting like a pacemaker-like device right behind the earlobe on that mastoid bone to use it to stimulate the vagus nerve. There are a lot of other expensive external devices that uh, stimulate the vagus nerve at that point, but Tracy was getting such good results that the FDA approved this technology for epilepsy, migraines, and depression. And when I saw, oh, he's stimulating, that was a real pivot because I kept thinking the parasympathetic nervous system is the relaxing nervous system. So I was playing with relaxing oils like lavender, chamomile, and um, it didn't seem to help. Once I kind of got the idea, oh, stimulating oils, oils can be stimulating. And what that typically means is say you were to apply a drop on um, the skin on your inner arm, it might turn red. It might feel hot. Uh, if that happens, oil and water don't mix. So you just want to put another oil, anything in your kitchen, coconut oil, olive oil on top, it will dilute the, uh, the stimulatory oil and it won't feel as hot. But once I kind of got that memo, I was like, oh, let's see if um, using oils like an acupuncture needle, stimulatory oils. So I started testing, you know, oregano, thyme, clove, nutmeg, cinnamon, peppermint, rosemary, all of the stimulatory oils I can think of and clove worked really well. It has some really um, phenomenal chemical constituents that helped with this, but it's chemistry, you know, clove on its own would take about 20 minutes to get through the dermis, the skin and stimulate the nerve. Uh, The citrus oils are all very lightweight lime. It has the smallest molecules of all of them. So when you combine clove and lime, you suddenly get this super stimulatory blend formula that acts very quickly. So you can literally apply just a drop of a blend of clove and lime. I call it the parasympathetic blend behind the earlobe on the mastoid bone. It's a domino effect. So the stimulatory oil gets through the skin, stimulates the vagus nerve that then activates the parasympathetic response in the body, which turns on digestion, detoxification. So if you are constipated or struggling with that, it suddenly turns on, you know, the moving walkway of digestion and you might have a bowel movement. That is, I like that. That's good stuff. And vagus nerve is very, very powerful. It's uh, it's the nerve that, 
we work on a lot as chiropractors to stimulate and get the tone into the proper way it needs to. And this is just another way of being able to access that. And I think even more importantly, with everything in the last year, I think doing that with the lime and clove is just critical for people. Are there any other tips and tricks you have where it comes to, you know, we've had a, you know, a lot of people have been very overstimulated, a lot of stress, a lot of unknown, a lot of uncertainty, uh, trying to get back to the new nor or new, the normal of life, what it was before. What are some things that can help people kind of help with, you know, the cortisol response to be able to help with um, kind of keeping their focus. Let's say I'll, I'll, I know I'm going all over the place on these questions, but I'll, first one, how is there things that individual can do to help improve their focus and concentration and in mental clarity? Yeah, well, that's really, um, so what's kind of fun with oils and, and backing up here, it's really hard to get remedies into the brain because the brain has this amazing security system known as the blood-brain barrier that only lets super small fat-soluble molecules through. What this means is that you can't actually do chemotherapy in the brain because the chemo molecules are too big. The reason that essential fatty acids like omega-3s are so good for the brain is because they can actually get there. You know, the ambulance that's stuck in traffic and can't get to the accident, not going to save a life. So just the chemistry of oils, because they're so small and fat soluble, they can actually get into the brain. And what people don't realize is that nose cells are brain cells, right? And they travel directly to the forehead known as the prefrontal cortex. Different parts of the brain do different things. So the prefrontal cortex is really the executive function part of the brain. It's what helps you pay attention, focus, plan, organize, delegate. And it works, it has kind of a check and balance relationship with the fear center, anxiety center of the brain known as the amygdala. Um, there, there are a couple of programs to kind of calm the amygdala. This guy, Gupta, has a great example where he talks about if you're walking in the woods and you think you see a snake, you almost involuntarily jump back. You're not even thinking about it. And then what's supposed to happen, check and balance, the prefrontal cortex looks at it, says, wait a minute, that's a stick, you're totally safe, and you keep moving. What happens sometimes is this thing called amygdala hijack, where you are so predisposed to see danger everywhere that you find danger everywhere. You are reacting to everything all the time. And so anything you can do to strengthen your prefrontal cortex, um, taking on a task that requires a lot of concentration, hyper-focusing, smelling something, you know, because it goes to the prefrontal cortex, topically applying oils on your forehead, all of that draws energy away from fear, alarm, anxiety, and towards balance and calming. Yes. And I love the concept you brought up about the smells because it's so easy to just get access to the brain that way. And um, and just change the, you know, cause everything's off frequency. So you can definitely, you know, just smelling it in can definitely change the frequencies of the brain to shift it into a certain realm. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. What is one of your go-to oils you like to use often? Well, I, I love the parasympathetic clove and lime. I actually, funny thing, you know, this book is so full of research because I, I feel like that Oils have sadly been relegated to this weird realm of like witchcraft or woohoo. And uh, there's so much research to back it up. But what was interesting about the research is oils in combination work better than oils alone. Like most people think of lavender for relaxation and sleep. And there's tons of research that support it. But in most of the research, it's not lavender in isolation. It's lavender in combination with other oils. So 
Um, my favorite blends, I've got one uh, called Parasympathetic that's really great for stimulating the vagus nerve. I have one called Lymph that really helps support lymphatic drainage. What most people don't realize, if you think of kind of shepherding toxins out of the body, it goes from the cell. The cell needs to be in the parasympathetic state to release toxins. Then it flows to the lymph, then the blood, then the liver, gallbladder, gut, you know, toilet. But the lymph is really a big bottleneck in the body, especially in the neck. There's a lot going on in the neck. Think of uh, if you've ever been in the middle seat in an airplane between two linebackers and there's like, no, what, what are you going to do with your arms? You can't put them on the armrest. You're like spending the whole flight trying to like stay out of everyone else's way. So if you have toxins that are mobilized in the brain, the exit route is the neck, right? The neck has the structure, the muscles, the nerves, the lymph, the vascular system. It can all compress and congest into each other. So if you can help the toxins drain, like anti-inflame, the lymph, which can then press on the vagus nerve, you're going a long way towards healing. And it can be as simple as, you know, castor oil is great for anti-inflammation and lymph flow. It's sticky and messy, but you can apply it along the sides of your mat, neck. Mint oils, spearmint is bizarrely better than peppermint for this. You know, all of these things. So those, those are the two that I really try to do every single day because those are the two... Um, gears that often get stuck and need support. Um, my favorite per single oil, there's an oil called Blue Tansy that's derived from Morocco. And I love it for so many reasons. Um, it's great for emotions, like for kind of breathing through anger and all of these uh, depleting emotions that trigger a stress response. It's also um, great for any kind of allergy response and histamine response. It naturally balances histamine. So, you know, we, we have a blend called histamine balance um, in the spring and summer when there's pollen everywhere and you're reacting. It's really nice to be able to smell something or kind of put it on the base of the neck or behind the ears and, and halt an allergic reaction in its tracks. It's very empowering. I love that. That blue tansy though, it, it has a, it's, it's, it's very blue. So you can't like, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. It's cobalt. Yeah. So how, like when you put it on, it doesn't stain your, stain your skin or anything. You just got to stay away from your clothes, those kind of things to make sure it doesn't get on there. Well, that's, that's actually why we put it in a blend because we dilute it properly. But yeah, I mean, use, use caution. And the points that I recommend aren't really going to get on your clothes, like behind your ears, back of the neck, bottom of the feet. Gotcha. I was just curious because I know um, I love diffusing oils and it's one of the things every time I, I'll be like, oh, blue tansy, I can't. It's gonna, I mean, you could use it, but then I'm like, eh, I'll bypass that. But um, what are some uh, what are some things that, you know, now for stress and, and those kind of things um, besides, you know, again, besides the lime and clove, which I love that that combination. Um, what are other things individuals can do be, to be more resilient to stress, to be able to adapt easier to it and um, to build up the resiliency within the self? I love that word. thought I'm going to bring that up and see, um, you know, what, what's your thoughts on that? And what can someone do? Yeah. You know, if you think about um, like your body is kind of uh, an energy, it's all about energy, right? Physical, mo emotional, mental energy. And resilience is really having the energy reserves to respond to things. So think about what depletes your energy. You know, eating um, crap food depletes your energy. Not like having toxins recirculate depletes your energy. Not getting sleep depletes your energy. So anything you can do, that's what I really try to detail in the book is kind of what's going on and how you can unravel it. But in terms of oils, um, one of my favorite research findings, uh, 
you know, the olfactory um, channel, we've got different olfactory receptors and smell is really critical to survival. You smell food, you smell water. One of the reasons when um, older people start to lose their sense of smell, they often die from food poisoning, right? You smell the milk before you drink it. Well, if your smell doesn't work, you're eating rotten food and that can kill you. So smell has kind of direct access to uh, the amygdala. It goes directly there where all of the other senses are routed to the thalamus first. And this researcher, um, Linda Buck, she's a Nobel laureate researcher also from Seattle, but she was identifying in the olfactory receptors, which ones kind of were correlated with predator odor. You know, you can smell the bear or whatever. Um, And then she took it one step further because that triggers the the fear response. You smell the bear, you freak out, you go fight or flight, you, you know, try to survive. Um, It turns out that roses and rose essential oil kind of turn off that fear response. So if you find yourself, uh, you know, like say someone in your life passed or grief, you're mourning uh, the loss of uh, a relationship, finances, a situation, whatever it is, rose oil over the heart is really fabulous. The other really specific application technique, one thing I've learned is that um, where you apply is often more important than what you apply. And um, in this case, you know, the different hemispheres of the brain do different things. There's a whole branch of chiropractic called functional neurology that addresses this. And uh, there are some really amazing practitioners, uh, Robert Melilio and Titus Chu, who use oils to kind of stimulate different regions of the brain. So for example, a panic attack, the right hemisphere is known as the rumorating hemisphere. When the right hemisphere, especially the right frontal lobe is overactive, you can experience that as an anxiety attack or a panic attack. So how do you unravel that? By balancing the brain. So domino effect, you want to do something to stimulate the left frontal lobe. Smell is the easiest way to do that. Smelling anything through the left nostril, you know, in most cases, the right brain affects the left body, but the nostrils actually travel, right nostril travels to right frontal lobe, left nostril travels to left frontal lobe. So plug right nostril, smell through left nostril, you're stimulating the left frontal lobe, balancing the two hemispheres of the brain, calming the anxiety. I love when someone can bring up left brain, right brain stuff. Uh, I'm a, I'm a fun, I, I practice, that's how I practice my chiropractic. So uh, love that. And it's a great tip to do and it, it does work and um, really, really great to utilize. I, I love that. I try to advocate some, I give this advice sometimes to my patients when they're having like, especially during these times that were going on, I'm like, you know, try to scent is the easiest thing. And, and if you do it that way, you can, you know, again, stimulate uh, try to balance the brain. So that way you don't overfire certain things and can get those kind of results. Yeah. And for that one, it really doesn't matter what oil you use. In fact, um, you know, oils live in the peel of citrus fruits. If you have like a tangerine, peel that and just smell it through your left nostril. If you're skeptical of oils, but it can be anything you have in your house. It's not oil specific. I love that. And is, but would there be like a certain oil that can, I mean, I know you were talking about blends is more rather like, like lavender. It's always been known as like a neurodepressant to calm the nervous system. But in the studies, as you said, it was more of a blend of it. Is there something that someone can just be like, yeah, I can, I'm going to do this, but then can I get any extra benefits on top of it with it? Well, that, yeah. I mean, I detail that a lot in the book. It's, <laughs> I wrote a whole book on it. So it's hard to squeeze into a podcast. Um, and we do have oil. We have one that's called Calm. We have one that's called Sleep on our site at Vibrant Blue Oils. Um, you know, I, I think 
There, there are a lot of great companies that have a lot of blends. So if that's something you want to play with, there are a lot of ready-made solutions to kind of dip your toe in the water, or um, I detail how to do it in the book as well. Um, you know, in terms of low-hanging fruit with oils, I think the easiest way to use them is part of an Epsom salt bath. That's actually the way, if, if you're interested in using lavender for sleep, I find that to be the most effective because the skin is the largest organ. And when we um, combine it with Epsom salt, which is magnesium and heat in water, that's the fastest way to kind of get a full body, you know, infusion of oil. So I use two cups of Epsom salt, one cup of baking soda. Um, I, I just started adding boron, which is good for some of the shedding that's going on. And then just two or three drops of lavender. I use the bathtub as a mixing bowl and um, mix in the oil with the salt before adding the water so that the oil doesn't float on top of the water. Make the bath as hot as you can tolerate it. Stay in for you know at least 10 minutes. And it's just a, a really nice full body experience of the oil. Awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, again, my, the way my mind works and how I do things, I'm always like, how can I compound something that is so simple just to activate left brain, but then it's like, how can we take it to another level and be like, how can we take on more benefits than just one? So appreciate sharing a little bit of that and so forth. Um, trying to think here, I had a question and I, I should have wrote it down as I was listening here. Um, we talked about that. We talked about the stress. We talked about resiliency. Um, when it, I'm trying to think of some important things that I'm even curious to ask when it, when it, you know, one of the things that comes to some people, do you ever give advice on or recommendations on things where, um, I know there's been a movement years ago about, uh, consuming oils is like digesting them. Like, let's say you take a drop of this or a drop of that. Is that something that you kind of recommend in, uh, your work or in your book and things like that? So here's what's interesting. Because my initial intro to oils was based on the fact that I was digestively compromised, I saw them as a workaround. And I, I've always said I don't recommend digesting oils, not because I think it's a bad thing, but just because I don't think it's the most efficient thing. Um, with, uh, uh, I'm, I'm actually launching a new product that I'm calling Sovereign Tea, T-E-A, that is um, pine oil, the oil from pine trees, but pine tastes like soap. So I've combined it with a couple other ones with the intention that if you add it to hot water and breathe it in, it helps your lungs. And then drinking it seems to um, give you know resilience to certain viral strains and, and viral shedding. So it's not that it's, I, I always looked at it as it's not bad. It's kind of like when people come to see me and they love their morning coffee, I'm not going to take their coffee away. If they're drinking oils and they love it, I'm not taking that away from them. I just didn't think it was the most efficient way to use them, but um, I'm re, you know, the, the spiral staircase, you kind of come back to the same point and reevaluate it. I don't think it's bad. I think it burns through oils more quickly than applying them on specific reflex points or smelling them. But um, I, I think in certain situations, it, it's, you know, it's a good way to get remedies into your system. I love how you brought up pine oil. In my research, because um, one of the things with the, um, there's been studies, data be coming out about with the COVID and all that that's been yeah. going on with the shot. And yeah. you're probably well aware of this. Just, and so it's, I was um, looking into it a few months ago and I kept hearing about, oh, the spike protein, spike protein, spike protein shedding. And I'm like, okay, let me, 
let me look into it before I, you know, a lot of people are talking about it, but that can just be talk. Let me see. And it's been fascinating because I've now seen that this is something very is happening. There's a lot more, yeah. I think it's, I forgot what the cases are. It's, it's crazy, but um, the benefit of pine oil or pine, pine, uh, pine needle tea, yeah. uh, the chemical sermon in there actually has been monumental for coating the proteins. So yep. I, so it, when it comes to something like that, um, I know you're talking about potentially consuming and stuff, would the, would there be also benefits, especially protecting the brain in a sense, but I think this is more related towards those who've gotten the, 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 no. if you want well, people have been in my house who are shedding and it affects me, um, very, very, very intensely, like immediately. And um, the pine tea has made a monumental difference. And I do live in Seattle and surrounded by pines, but I recognize a lot of um, my customers are not. And so I've been playing with the formula. I think I finally nailed it. Uh, that's kind of, it has a lot of pine, but it has other things so that it, it's a pleasant experience and doesn't taste like soap. And that's something that I'm going to be bringing to market very quickly because I think, um, you know, the more, uh, the, the when I, you know, w w the world has changed so much and the um, external toxins that our body is being forced to process have gotten so much harder to get through that we need all the support we can get. And I think that's supportive. No, I agree. I mean, I've, cause I've looked at blends. I mean, I even do the needles. I do the sprouts of the pine cause they all have different yeah. benefits. Um, yeah to do that and it's been uh, I have colleagues that have come out to me who they I've told a friend of mine he shared it with colleagues and they were like holy cow game changer I had a fuzzy brain I thought it was just stress I, I couldn't figure it out I was getting adjusted I was doing my nutrition cleaner and all this and then all of a sudden I heard what you said and some of them I went to school with and they're like I, I know he knows this stuff I'm taking the tea let me see what happens and they're like within a day they were back to normal and they're like maybe yeah. this is true well, you know, like, the scary thing is if the blood brain barrier is compromised, then the spike protein gets into the brain and that's what's going on. That's what's terrifying to me and like, you know, what they're doing to pregnant women and nursing women. Oh, anyway. Yeah, I won't yeah, I won't go down there with you, but yeah, it is one of the things where but see that what the concern I had was I was looking at it as a perspective. I'm like, okay, well, I know those who get the are getting yeah. the shot they're getting the nanoparticles that is opening up the blood brain barrier, weakening the, or making it more permeable, which allows for them to get in. And then I had a discussion with a friend where I'm like, okay, I don't think that happens to those who are just getting exposed to spike proteins. Cause then the body that, that has to be extremely small. I'm not saying it can't get through. I'm it just depends. Saying, if, if your blood brain barrier is compromised and you haven't gotten the vaccine and you're exposed, it can still do that. Totally. It congregates like part of the reason that um, it's causing all of this bleeding, especially like, it congregates in the ovaries. So even if you've gone through menopause, it will cause you to have a period. I mean, it's, it's bananas what's happening. Um, but not, you know, again, this is the whole thing with resilience. Don't worry about what's throwing you off. Worry about how you can return yourself to resilience. So uh, ivermectin, I think, is great weekly. Um, this uh, sovereign tea, TEA, uh, and pine tea. You know, if you if you live in a forest, 
grab your own pines. If you don't, I got you covered. That kind of stuff, uh, you know, and, and obviously mega dosing D and all the things that you can do to just make sure that no matter what comes at you, you're resilient. No matter, you know, it's not about the big bad wolf. It's about your house not being made of straw. Let's help you make your house out of bricks. Amen to that. Yeah. And, and, and for, you know, the listeners, as I always share, uh, I haven't shared too much on this podcast, but I do share a lot on my other, my other communities where um, nature always, always, always has the solution. Yeah. Like there's, and, and then the universal laws, um, law of polarity states, it can't be one without the other. So if there's a, if there is such, you know, if there is a, uh, a big bad wolf per se, well, yeah. then it, the big, but there's only certain houses, a big bad wolf can blow down. Exactly. Exactly. Let's, let's help everyone make their house out of brick. And if oils is one of the tools you want to use, um, I got you covered in essential oils to boost the brain and heal the body. I go into it's three parts. The first part explains what oils are and how they work. The second part explains kind of the five imbalances that I see um, most often with people and how correcting those five things for most people, that's all they need to do. You know, if you have like Lyme or Borella, you might need to parasites. There are, you know, other things that you can address, but just doing these five things uh, is kind of the foundational first step anyway. And then I get into the specific protocol. If you already own oils and you want to make your own recipes, I give you the recipes. If you'd rather have a ready-made solution, I offer that at Vibrant Blue Oils. Awesome. Um, for, to people to get access to your book and everything else, you know, I know you you mentioned your website there, um, you know, social media, where's the best way to find you, follow you and all that good stuff. Yeah. You can hop over to vibrantblueoils.com. We are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. I don't tweet. Um, but you know, and the book is sold essential oils to boost the brain and heal the body is, you know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, local bookseller, Target, anywhere you find books. Awesome. Jody, this was awesome. I appreciate you being on. I learned a few extra things about essential oils and I I appreciate you uh, sharing your wealth of knowledge with the listeners and so forth and, um, continue doing the great work you're doing. Um, essential oils have been a huge help in my life and, uh, the many others. And, uh, I appreciate the work you do. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.